When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So, I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Coming to you live from my apartment, it's Rob has a podcast. And now here's the guy who got as many votes to stay tonight as Riley did. I'm Rob Sesternino. Hello, everybody. We are back here after... A very exciting first 30 minutes of a Big Brother episode tonight, followed by 30 other minutes of television. And so uh, we'll talk about it all. Pressure cooker next week. Hey, uh, that's something. Uh, But there's a lot uh, from the fallout from the flip that almost happened. And the guy who watched it all, Taryn Armstrong, is back with us tonight. Taryn, how are you? I'm great, and I, I just want to make sure everyone else is great too. I just want to, you know, give some uh, instructions here tonight okay. for the podcast if you're listening, and also for the podcasters. Find a buddy, right? Everyone, find your find your buddy. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Find your buddy. I call Melissa. Right? I call Melissa. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> All right. Good. Great. Great. All right. So uh, happy to have you back here with us tonight, Taryn. Should not listen to this podcast without a buddy. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Right. Okay. Well, we all know that. All right. Yeah. And then back with us, the voice of the people, it's Melissa. Melissa, how are you doing tonight? I am doing well. Uh, I feel like the episode itself was so horrible, but it like 
semi-redeemed itself by the announcement of pressure cooker that I just like forgot about the entirety of the episode. And now I'm just like, okay, pressure cooker. I'm so excited. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I, I don't even know what happened anymore. I'm just ex- looking forward to next week. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we're going to have an exciting week in between now and then. Of course, we don't know who the HOH is going to be and a lot to unfold, but, uh, the pressure cooker coming next week, of course, uh, Excited to have here tonight uh, talking some BB25 with us. Don't know if he's related to any famous celebrities. Uh, here is Jason Reed. Rob, how's it going? Uh, can I Listen, I know we just started, but can we just make this like real quick? I'm really starting to feel my butt. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, good to know. Good to know. Okay. All right. So... We are ready to go. We're here live uh, after the episode. And, of course, uh, send in your questions, chat, as uh, we talk about everything uh, that happened. And, uh, again, we saw some really fun stuff in the first half of the episode. And I thought they used that time well. But, Taryn, I feel like gone are the days that we're getting an HOH competition on the Thursday night episode. Yes. Uh, Since last season, basically, they have... They've dropped the Sunday comp, which has been, you know, for the last few years, a twist competition. Which They've is good. they replaced it with just we like the that. HOH competition. Yeah. I agree. I, I would rather lose the Thursday HOH than have a really bad Power. twist competition yeah. in place. But I would still just prefer a competition on Thursday's episode and maybe just give us no comp on Sunday, but that's way out of the realm of possibility, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they give us no comp on Thursdays now. I don't, I don't get why we can't get no comp. I guess because like the comp is essentially the voting on Thursday. I guess that's what we're doing. Yeah, I think they also probably save some money by having only two comps a week as opposed to three as well. Mm-hmm. And like, frankly, based off of some of the competitions that they're coming up with, uh, you know, maybe like th- three competitions is hard, Darren. Maybe just don't spend so much money on comps when all you need to do is throw CDs into a bucket. Uh, you, know, yeah. you know what I mean? A throwback. Um, and to bring back another throwback. Uh, I will say, I, I, I do, if we're not going to get a competition, I do prefer that they didn't even bother starting it. I don't need to waste five minutes on like, all right, mm-hmm. house guests, are you ready? Here, how, here are the rules. And all just to like be reiterated to us on Sunday anyway. We saw what the comp was in like a three second flash at the end of the yeah. thing. That's all I need. We'll talk through everything from tonight in great detail. However, the big news of the night is that next Thursday, we're going to have the return of the pressure cooker. The only time it was ever run was back in BB6. And now all these years later, the pressure cooker is back on Thursday night. Taryn, what does the pressure cooker mean to you? It means pain, Rob. It means so much pain that is unresolved. And maybe by oh, I bringing thought you it meant back, you might have to watch it for eight hours. Oh no, that's fine. It's it's Kaser that's the problem for me. But maybe if they bring it back and we have a different result, that's if something good can come of the pressure cooker, we can finally resolve this trauma that we've all had. Because I refuse to believe that anybody doesn't have it. Uh, and and get past our pressure cooker trauma. Um, I'm I'm hopeful, you know. Uh, I doubt it's going to be the pressure cooker we want. I think the scary verse twists. Maybe mean, it'll be the pressure cooker that we need. 
It's, it might be. It might be. Uh, I doubt it's going to be eight hours. Uh, that is what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Melissa, I think, uh, I think the uh, the Nether Gorgons are going to come in and, <laughs> and, kick, and kick everyone in the Nether regions while they're in the pressure cooker. Yeah, <laughs> Just, sure that's the new twist be, that's coming up. I'm sure it's going to be something where they like, you know, I don't know, have spooky things like bugs or something you know like just okay. make it so that they don't want to be in there for that long i mean that was so the like, original pressure cooker too give them reasons to like want to leave because it's like oh you're yeah. in the scare as long verse. as they don't add something really physical to hmm. force people out because that ruins yeah. the entire point of the pressure cooker <sighs> yeah the pressure cooker yeah. is who how bad do you want it uh jason do you think that the modern day pressure cooker will be the instant pot <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be a quick we're all going to be set up. We're all going to have our, our goodies, our snacks. And then within 30 minutes, Sari is going to is going to convince everyone just to quit. And, mm-hmm. then, and then that'll be it. That'll be that. If that's what happens, last I'm going to be devastated. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's I'm going to be so devastated. That was a crock pot, I think. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, and Jason, what burned down the house on This Is Us? Spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, it was a crock pot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a crock pot. All right. All right. Uh, so, all right. We came close to uh, seeing a house flip uh, this week as chronicled in great detail. Uh, Taryn had it on all of the updates. Uh, the house flip ultimately didn't happen. Taryn, did they leave anything important out in what they showed us tonight? I, I mean, I, I think they did a very good job of using the time that they had. I think that uh, the scene with the professors meeting in Heisim was really well done to show exactly what was happening there. I think the biggest thing left out uh, is that they did fully flip to keeping Riley uh, and then flipped back. Um, and in the process, uh, Corey got a lot closer to Suri, Izzy, and Jared, and they've now made a, a four-person alliance. Um, so that's, that's kind of like the, the biggest things that understandably they didn't have a a lot of time for, but like, it would have been nice. Yeah, it would have been nice. Uh, but Jason, I thought this was a really exciting first half of the episode. Like, I really felt like that this seemed like, all right, this is, we're getting a lot of information, a lot of game talk. And I, I felt like that they really were doing a good job. Yeah, it was really easy to follow. It was concise. It was it was really laid out really well. I, I liked how Jared kind of took center stage of it all, and they really gave him a big part in it. Uh, and then, you know, Sari coming in, of course, as they tell her, you know, yeah, you know, uh, Heisen was talking about, you know, the fact that he wants to be with people that can compete. And Sari's just, just like, oh, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. That's, that's the devilish look that she gets, and that's when she starts her, her gears turning. And everything that was going on in the house, I, I felt like that this uh, really made a, a great point. I think that Suri is the greatest narrator in the history of reality television that we're not even going to talk about her gameplay, but just as sort of the like nucleus with all of these wacky characters around her, she's so good at analyzing what's going on and giving a real painting, a very clear picture of how it, it feels to be in those situations. Yeah, I think there's a lot of comparisons to be made of Dr. Will from Forcery. I think that, like, even the more I'm watching her in the game, the more, obviously, they're very different players, but uh, they have very similar skill sets in that they're both 
extremely socially talented yeah. uh, and, and, and tying that into their strategic game. Uh, while also being pretty messy and also being very good in the DR and narr uh, narrating. So, yeah. yeah. Dr. Will, I feel like, would get, like, mustache twirly and really would play into his villain role, where Sarit doesn't really, in the diary room, play up, like, our character. Like, at some time, like, she might, like, get into a little bit of, like, do they know who I am? Like, uh, she might do that, like, a, a little bit here and there, but she doesn't really play up a persona on the show. She acts like a normal person, talking about what's going on. And it's just so fun to see. And really, we are so blessed to have her here to talk about all the insanity that's going on in this house. Yeah, I think we saw her really like kind of relate and adapt her style of talking. We saw her talk with Miss Felicia. We saw her talk with America. And she used two very different styles of like kind of speaking. She was kind of the mother role with with America. And then she's like the the, the sister role with Miss Felicia. So I think I think that that in a nutshell tells you why Sari is part of why Sari is so good at what she does. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think like this season, we have a lot of really good people in the DR. I don't feel like we have very many like characters in the DR. There's like a couple, but I feel like a lot of the times people are kind of giving yeah. their true thoughts and it's a lot easier to listen to for sure. Yeah, I, episode two, where we started to get the first get the diary rooms, we got so much Red and his, I don't think Red has had a diary room in five episodes. Like That's I think, okay. yeah, no, I'm, I'm not <laughs> complaining. I'm saying I, like, I think we've been leaning a little bit more on like sort of like normal people DRs as opposed to, all right, read yeah. these jokes. Well, they finally figured out a good volume for Izzy to bring her down to get her some diary rooms in this episode. Mm -hmm. it, it does. And, and this is weird to say, given the the faults that still exist in production, especially with what happened last night. But it does feel like uh, they made an attempt to to like actually listen to some of the things that people have been talking about specifically like, hey, people are like Sari wants to be on your show, by the way. Maybe you should have her on. Uh, and they're like, ah, oh, sure. Uh, people are like, hey, we want the pressure cooker back. They're like, okay, we'll finally do that. People have been saying for so long, we want diary rooms to feel less produced, less staged, less, uh, you know, like uh, scripted. And I feel like they're making an attempt here. I feel like most of the people in the diary room uh, that we're getting, they're a little bit more low key than we're used to. And this, this could just be, it's the start of the season and they're not used to performing correctly. Uh, but... Um, but it does feel a little better um, to the point where, you know, we're getting the Heisem DRs, which are like so bad, but so bad that they're good. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm I'm very happy with those as well. Yeah, I think they might have just felt so good about the feedback they got after we all were hating on Big Brother Canada. Like when Big Brother Canada said no feeds and then Big Brother US was like, um, we're definitely still going to have feeds. We love the feeds. And it's like, we were all like, yeah, we love them. We love Baby US. And then it's like, now we're all like, yeah, we love the feeds. It's so great to have them back. And I think they're trying to maybe lean into that a little more. Like, yeah, that's right. We give you guys what you want. Not, not like that other show that you guys used to say was your favorite. So I think they're really... Hopefully, I mean, hopefully they keep this up, like trying to please us, I guess. I Obviously, room for improvement still, of course. I don't love watching 20 minutes of silent hugs and yeah. then, you know, a long drawn out voting and a long drawn out interview. It's like we don't need any of that. Yeah, so let's talk about the back half of the episode because it was really bad again for the second week in a row. I mean, 
We've seen 25 straight votes for uh, the uh, unanimous person who's going home and zero votes for the person who stays. And we see the live voting for 20 don't minutes. Rob, you don't love the awkward hugging after the person gets voted out and all the microphone, you know, scruffing <laughs> as they're like hugging their, their, their people that just voted them out. You don't love that? I don't know what's wrong with you guys. I really don't. They didn't used to do that. I like kept waiting for Julie to come on being like, okay, Riley, we got to get you out here. Come on or whatever, like trying to move it along. And instead it was like, let's slow let it, it down, Riley. Slow it down. Yeah. We got to stretch Julie, this yeah. out. Julie <laughs> and, does that now when they're about to fight. That's the only time Julie does that now. And also like they're, they're cutting Heism's veto speech uh, that had a big impact on the game yeah. and was way more dramatic, but we need to hear all of the live uh, eviction speeches, which have just not been delivered. Yeah, that's a really good point, Taryn, because that came up so much in the episode because I really felt like that there was a possibility after Wednesday's episode, like, boy, uh, maybe everybody was just like being a little overly sensitive but we heard in the house so much some speech was a little a little extra and if izzy says your speech is extra i mean everybody was talking about Terrence, did you get a sense of what he might have said i mean uh, we got what he said he was going to say in the episode which was like i want everyone to evict riley yes. uh but it was uh, i think supposed to be like five or six minutes long um, so it's, if we're being very generous, I think we could say that maybe what made the speech so bad was that he just went on and on and on and on about Riley for so long that even though he'd never said any one thing that was really bad, just the fact that he went for so long was why it was bad and they couldn't capture that. But we've seen historically that they've been really cutting down anytime we see, we hear like, oh, this was a really dramatic speech. We often are seeing it either cut or uh, or cut down. So I don't know why that's happening, but but then they, again, uh, I feel the need to continue to have these live speeches where they've prepared the speech. It's almost never good when they've prepared the speech. The best live speeches are during double evictions because they're just off the cuff uh, and it's way more interesting. Uh, but we need the speeches, then we need the votes and the shout outs during the votes, and then we need the hugs. Uh, and so it's just, it's, uh, it's a lot. And the it's speeches don't really make sense anymore to show. I feel like it used to be about trying to convince people to keep you, but at this point it just feels like the person already knows they're going home or that they're staying. And they basically just say niceties to their fellow house guests and how great this opportunity was. And thank you, CBS. Um, and go down and their list of people. Yeah. It's just out. kind of like, I don't really get why we do them anymore. I think I used to be a huge proponent of keeping these speeches because I always felt like it could make a difference. But now I just feel like they're they're not even trying to give like a, a hey, I think you should keep me for your game or any kind of thing like that. Even Riley was just like, well, you know, I'm going to miss you guys mm -hmm. if that's the way things yeah. pan out or whatever. It was like very weird. Taryn, do you know, was Riley uh, brief today that it definitely wasn't going to happen for her? When the feeds went down, Suri was still lying to them, saying that they had her vote and that they were going to try to make this happen. Blue was saying, I'm going to vote for Riley no matter what. Matt had already said, I'm going to vote for Riley no matter what. Clearly, within the couple of hours between the feeds going down and the live episode, uh, they finally broke the news to some degree. And at that point, as Riley said, she told them, don't bother uh, and so they, at that point, obviously knew, but it, it was late stage that, uh, that they found out. 
Yeah. Which is good that they that she told them like uh, not to try not to give her pity votes or anything because they the other side especially Heisen was already planning on using that as a way as like an excuse to go after them is like, well, you went against me. So now I'm going to go against you, even though it's like, come on, like, of course they're going to vote for their friend to stay. Like it's a pity vote that they're not expecting anything at that point. Once they know everyone else isn't voting for her, but you know, I'm just glad I was worried, honestly, for them, especially because, you know, down to the wire, they were, they were just trying like Suri and, and, and Izzy and everyone was just trying to avoid them so that they could just let it, let them think that they were all still on board with the plan, which I felt uncomfortable with, honestly, because it just felt it felt bad to watch people avoid other people. And then when they would finally get a chance to talk to them, just be like super evasive. Just I don't know. Nobody. Know, I, well, they think about hiding in the house. They, they definitely thought about it. <laughs> I feel like um, the I think the edit did a fairly good job of showing what happened, but I think that they could have done a little more about like how this was really like back and forth. It was not just, oh, I think we're going to keep her. Now, nah, you know what? We're not. It felt a lot more volatile. And I think they could have shown more of, you know, uh, like Suri's side lying to the other side about wanting to keep them. I think that there was a really good moment. Um, I believe it was last night where Suri was, you know, telling them, look, I went on on a limb for you. And then they started feeling sorry for Suri and being like, you've done everything you could, you know, wow, yeah. what a great job, which I thought was very impressive on Suri's part to get them to feel sorry for her. Sure. And that's exciting to watch, but the show doesn't want you to think that the blind side might be off. They want you to go into for whatever reason at eight 30, they want you to think, Oh, this could happen. This could happen. And, yeah. And it's like, I mean, just so that they can show us a bunch of dead air afterwards, pull the rug right out from under you. <laughs> yeah. it's like, like ten minutes later, sense. it's ruined ten minutes later when we get Jag's vote. When Jag vote, right? Also, Vic Riley. Okay, well, that was for nothing. So yeah, it, it's blind side's over. Uh, just to go back to the speeches, uh, there are some people in the chat that think that you know keeping the speeches as part of the show is a good idea. So I just want to uh, you know throw that out there that it's still you know different opinions on this matter. Well, you know, to I say fair, keep the speeches, keep them. <laughs> when I listened to Taryn and uh, Taylor's interview with Vulture the other day, I they played a brief clip of Taylor's speech, and I literally teared up as oh, I was yeah. listening to this podcast. And I was like, "Okay, Melissa, you got to get it together." <laughs> so, you know, if if you if you're good at giving speeches and you can give a speech like that, then yeah, I'm all for it. I think mm -hmm. if we bring Taylor in specially to write the speeches, yeah. I think then we can keep the speeches. How about speech that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, like, and that that's that's like the biggest thing against it, right? Is that like you do occasionally get these great moments. Like I think back to like Andrew and BB12 too, who had like had this really dramatic speech on his way out the door. And you occasionally get people trying to throw random things against the wall. And then you have somebody like Taylor, who is the best speech giver in the history of the show. And she ate it up every single time. Um, and so like, you want to provide an outlet for that. But like 98% of the time, it's... It's I mean, which is again, why why do we need live live shows? Let's let's get these things pre-taped. Exactly. If we get good speeches, we can show them. If not, just cut them. Yeah, yeah. Show, do the speeches before. Do the voting before, and yeah. cut yeah. down anything that's boring. Honestly, the speeches are, I feel like are the least of the problems on the live eviction show. I feel like it's part of like the pomp and circumstance of the Big Brother eviction. It's always been there, but I feel like that the the live vote does not need to be as drawn out, especially this early in the game, especially when the producers know 
it's going to be a blowout. We could be doing anything else uh, with the time. Why, why can't Julie go back to let's let's uh, if Julie did an interview with Hysom, like remember that, Taryn, when they used to talk to the yeah. HOH? It'd be better than just like dead air. Honestly, I I it's it's shocking to me how they're just letting them sit there and hug after Julie has just said the person who's voted out must grab their bags and leave the house immediately or whatever. Like they definitely don't leave immediately. They just sit there hugging. Mm-hmm. It feels like they really want to just kill time. Like really it is. Is. that's what it yeah. felt yeah. like. Yeah. Jason, that the producers are trying harder to kill time than Sari and Izzy all day trying to get to this live <laughs> eviction. Yeah. Yep. Production's just hiding. There's letting the there's letting the, the, the cast members do their own thing. Hug and, as long as you want. And same with the the votes. It's like they have a few votes and then you're back to commercial. And then a few more votes and then you're back to commercial. It is the most boring thing ever. I I wish I didn't have to watch live and I could literally just fast forward through all of it. And that's not good. That's not what you want on your like exciting live episodes. I prefer no live episode. Just like have Julie like do a pre-tape segment in the yeah. beginning or whatever, and then a pre-tape, uh, like, eviction interview. That's fine. Okay. Maybe Julie should just come on and be like, hey, guys, we all know what's happening here, right? Everyone who <laughs> wants to be like, Riley, raise your hand. Okay, <laughs> Riley, you're out. Yeah. That's, that's about it. All right, so last week after the eviction, Kirsten did not go through the regular exit interview process. It seems like that she only did some press today, a week, a full week after she was evicted. Uh, I don't know if there was an explanation given as to why they did it that way specifically uh, for Kirsten. I do believe that we should be on a normal exit interview cycle coming up here with Riley. We are slated to talk with Riley on Monday and that CBS is doing the exit press over two days from what I understand. And so uh, let's see what the exit interview schedule looks like for Riley. Uh, But we should be getting some time with Riley coming up on Monday this week. So how many, how, many, how, many, like, what, how long, how many times is Riley going to have to recite a uh, high speech in all of her exit press? Mm-hmm. That's all anyone's going to be asking about. Right yeah. Now. I want to know what, it, what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as far as Kirsten goes, we have not been told about any opportunity to interview with Kirsten. I suspect she probably just did the one day of press and that ultimately uh, is, is going to be it. Um, I wonder why. I again, and I don't think it was anything in particular with Kirsten because it seemed like that uh, that they emailed us like during the like immediately right after the show that they weren't going to be doing press with her uh, the day after. So uh, maybe one day, and add it to the list of mysteries from uh, Big Brother twenty five. But I guess uh, should we talk a little bit about Riley, who uh, we do know is uh, not going to be part of the battle back. Because uh, uh, she knows too much. She knows too much. Julie, uh, this is like instead of like revealing the big alliance, this is now Julie's thing that she's going to say to every single house guest. Her one big question that she gets to reveal. And uh, she went to Riley to say, did you know about the secret relationship in the house? She's like, oh, yeah, Blue and Jared. No, no, not that. It's Sari is Jared's mom. It is. (laughs) Suri is his mom. Suri is from Survivor. (laughs) Oh, that's Suri. Oh, the other Suri. 
Oh, you sorry, you didn't know who Sari was? <laughs> She's actually from Survivor. <laughs> it's like, yeah, also this show. <laughs> Wait, that lady played Survivor? I had yes. no idea. Yes. What's that show still on? Yes. From Survivor. Who? Who? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know what Sari is. Mm, not ringing any bells. Yes. Yes. From- literally, Sari from inside your house. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so that was that was the highlight for me. Uh, but you know, I mean, re- basically, we just like uh, ran through everything with Heisem. Why did um, you know? Why didn't the the flip happen? Uh, there's uh, too much fear in the house, she said. Yeah, classic uh, classic early boot uh, reasoning. Uh, the fact that she said that means that Suri was successful in in throwing enough confusion out there because. It's never because there's too much fear in the house. Mm-hmm. Even the audience sometimes gets this wrong. They're like, why won't anyone cross the HOH? They're just doing what the HOH wants. Uh, like, no, it's it's normally because it fits what they want in the game. Uh, and they've already made plans for this happening. Nobody is just, yeah. n- there's never a situation where like all the votes were really there, but they were all too scared to make the leap. Like that just doesn't happen. Yep. Just- yeah. There's other reasons why. They yeah, we decided the person, not to go. If you think if you think the answer to that question is fear, then you haven't done your due diligence and you're not campaigning correctly. You're scared the person's going to have no power next week. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was tough to watch the feeds this week a little bit. Not like that kind of tough where it's like oh, there's bullying or whatever. But it was just like it was difficult just because it was like. I felt bad for uh, Blue and Jag and Riley and like when they were trying to like talk with each person I just felt bad when each person was being super cagey and giving like weird responses and they kept being like oh like it's really just because we got to get them in a room or we gotta we gotta do this or that and they kept thinking like but if we just do this or if you just say this uh, everything will be different and and we all know because we're hearing the other conversations like no it's not going to make a difference whatever you guys do or say like they don't want to vote for Riley to stay. So it's not going to happen. And it was just very sad to like watch them like spin their wheels like that, you know, but that's just the way it goes. Yeah. I uh, then uh, Riley gets asked by Julie about, uh, you know, why were, uh, you know, why were you Heisem's target? Uh, and this, of course, uh, we all know that she said his name um, and, um, Julie seemed like ready to throw that back in her face. It was like uh, that Julie like did the Heisem thing that she asked the question and then answered it for Riley. <laughs> and you confirmed it. Like, and you like, confirmed oh, it. Oh, and you, you did that. <laughs> like, I know. But especially coming off of the fact that she just revealed to Riley that Jared is uh, Suri's son, which is why Heisem knew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it had nothing to do with her confirming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Yeah, that was uh, about it for Riley. Like, uh, I, I think that Riley, you know, seemed like a nice person, but I don't think was cut out for the game. Like, I, I don't think this was necessarily a case of that Riley was like exceptionally unlucky here to be out after two weeks, right? I, I mean, think Riley... she was pretty unlucky. I think that the the Jared stuff was the reason her alliance crumbled, and then she got really unlucky with the person who won the HOH, mm-hmm. happened to be the person she, her, whose name she said that was ratted out by Jared. Um, almost anybody else wouldn't have targeted her specifically. They would have gone after Blue or somebody else. Uh, but Heisem was the guy that won. Um, and so, and then Heisem won the veto and Matt couldn't. Uh, and so, you know, I do think she got pretty unlucky. 
but she also didn't play particularly well. Um, so right. it's not like she was some great player with a lot of potential that was cut down early. She was, she was exactly what you might expect from somebody who was in the young athletic crew. Um, is she, she model, model curse, is model curse back week two. <laughs> I don't think she's, she's more of an athlete than mm. a model. Um, so but she does have some some great wisdom for us, uh, you know, that uh, she gave us early in the episode. Anyone who knows me knows who I am. Yeah. yeah. That's so true. From Big Brother? So Riley? True. Anybody that knows, this is what I say this all the time, anybody that knows me knows who I am. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just an objectively true statement and uh, nobody can really refute it, you know? Yeah. Listen, y'all can say whatever you want about Riley. There's just... Just know that Riley is worthy, and she is pure. <laughs> oh gold. yes, yes. Oh boy. We yeah, we got uh, goodbye messages from Riley, and it was mostly like her alliance. But then I see Heisem come up on the screen. I'm like, oh boy, where are we going with we this? Go. And um, okay, uh, interesting goodbye message from Heisem. Riley, if you're seeing this, that means you've been evicted. I'm not sure why you put us on opposite sides, but regardless, one, you are worthy, and two, you are pure gold. Wow. So deep. I'm surprised it didn't go, you've been evicted. That means you're not allowed to come back inside the house just in case you weren't aware. I, mean, I don't know why you put us on opposite sides of the house when you made up the alliances. It, this might be my favorite goodbye message of all time. <laughs> Riley, well, if you're seeing this, you've been evicted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just amazing. And then, yeah, then the, I don't know why you put us on opposite sides but I want you to remember two things. And then he just compliments her with the most generic dumb compliment. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, did that need to be two things? Like, aren't they kind of like pretty similar things? Like you're worthy and you're pure gold. Come on. Come on. Yeah, it's very similar. Like, in a sentence he couldn't extend. Yeah. It, it's very, I, I don't know. I hate the idea. And, and I feel like Riley believes this because she's been told this by Heisem and, and Cameron is that like, she divided the house. She created this divide. She put everyone into these these columns or whatever, which she didn't. She literally made an alliance, which is literally what everybody does in Big Brother. She didn't do anything weird or strange or wrong or, you know, mean or whatever. It was literally just she made an alliance. And because Jared ratted her out, then the other side was annoyed. It's like, yeah, well, obviously you're going to be annoyed that you're not in in the alliance. But I think Heisen was more annoyed because he didn't get put in with, like, the cool kids. And instead he was lumped in with, like, the outsiders or whatever. And it just – I feel bad for Riley because I feel like she has taken it upon herself to believe, like, I – I did something wrong here. I really messed this up. I divided the house when I shouldn't have done this. I I've done, I was bad or whatever, which is like so not true. And if this had worked out in her favor, it would be fine and she'd be doing well and all this stuff, but she had a mole. That's why Heisen had to tell her she was worthy. She's probably yeah. feeling bad after all this. I'm sure this, yeah, I'm sure that makes a really big difference. <laughs> Heisen wasn't the only one that that, uh, was nice either, though, because Izzy said this. Riley, I'm so sorry, Bestie. Bestie. In her bright orange outfit. This is the, this is, we, this is, we are paying the price for the buyback here because there is no shot whatsoever that Izzy 
sees Riley as her bestie. Literally the day she was wearing that outfit, she was complaining to everyone that Riley was going up to her saying, oh, we're twins because we're both wearing orange. She was like, no, you put on orange after me. Don't pretend like we're besties. Uh, So come on. There was like, yeah, and there was a conversation where she said that Riley would say bestie to people as like a a tell or something. I couldn't really understand the conversation, but it was like it was like she was saying it as like a tell of like how she's going to go against them or something like she would say bestie to the person like she said it to Kirsten or something when Kirsten was going to go home. She like called her bestie or something. And so Izzy was like, I'm going to say it in my goodbye message. Like I'm, I'm going to get bestie in there. And I don't love that. I feel like it's like, come on, just like what a serve. Just be nice. I don't know. It's like she's leaving. No, just be mean. <laughs> Why? Nothing like subtweeting someone to their face mean. and then understanding. She's going to watch all of the clips of you being mean on the live feeds. So just put it on the show too, but please. Like she was being mean by doing that. I feel like, I feel like, I think Riley's going to get that that was like mean actually. That's I don't the know. point, but nobody else will. And it's boring when they don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I just think that it's like, if they're going home, just like, let it be. Just say goodbye. Sorry, sorry that this didn't work out for you. I don't know. Like unless they're going to jury, who cares? <laughs> Riley, you suck. See you never. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just felt like condescending or whatever, and it didn't feel. It didn't feel necessary. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. We spent most of the episode about whether or not to save Riley. At no point really did Cameron come up in these discussions. In fact, the only time we saw Cameron in the episode, other than him giving his speech, was that I was very excited that the Denzel Washington conspiracy theory made it into an episode. Uh, And I thought this was really well done. Uh, Of course, uh, this was Cameron's great theory about Felicia. I think Denzel Washington is her brother. I love the music. I thought the the, music they, they really like did a good job with this. Fade out. That's so good. The complete humor in the only Cameron content coming coming from someone misidentifying a celebrity relative in front of another celebrity relative. Yeah. I, I, I love the part where he added, he's like, well, uh, look, I'm a big Denzel fan but not big enough to actually know anything about him as a person. <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a big casual Denzel fan. I'm a very casual fan. Guys, guys, let's, let's not be too mean to Cameron. He did. He just lost his daughter in the house. That is uh, true. Uh, oh, poor, poor day. His daughter got voted out and, uh, and he's, he's going to be feeling it right now. Sure, At least we don't sure. have to watch him talk to Riley ever again. <laughs> you know, it, it must have been that moment. Wait for their Instagram lives. Yeah, yeah when they oh, co-host yeah. the Big Brother podcast in a couple of weeks. Please no. Yeah, yeah. It must have been that moment where the house was talking about like Zingbot coming up, and you know, Miss Wish was like, you know what, Zingbot don't got nothing on me. As <laughs> 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 when camera saw it, like, oh my god, I've seen that. I've yes. seen that before. Like, That's Denzel. I've seen that. Oh my god. Um, I love this part also that Cameron says. I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee it. Yeah, I love that- how he also like felt so confident that he wanted to buy everyone a drink if he's wrong. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, I mean, really didn't confident. really go out on a limb. Is that what like a hundred bucks for? Yeah. How much is that? 15, also, like fifteenth place money. Is that bucks. Buy you, you guarantee, it, Cameron? LA. You eat a chapstick. <laughs> yeah. that's the that's a real bet mm-hmm. yeah that's a real bet if you really guaranteed it drinks are expensive you guys don't know you think like he's gonna buy them in drink. la yeah <laughs> 20 dollars a drink no he meant that like hearts of reality he meant it when he goes to Nashville to see Riley on New Year's is when he meant mm. it mm-hmm. <laughs> right, while her friends right. are gonna be lining up to get his number Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah okay um so uh yeah that that was a fun part of the episode uh we had some fun uh you know th- with the uh Heisem meeting with uh all of the professors uh, i thought they did a good job taryn of like setting up that he Heisem was asking questions and then answering said questions yes uh i i, I think this was very well done to really illustrate the change in perception of Heisem in the house, specifically by the professors, the people he's aligned with, the fact that he's giving out the instructions. Find a buddy, right? Everyone find your find your buddy, right? 
not 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 appropriating the cookout. <laughs> Please no. find your buddy. All right, mm-hmm. right. Find, everyone, find your buddy. Right. Um, and uh, and then like asking a question, Mimi starts answering and then cutting her off and and answering it instead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then bringing up Jared's name. Uh, and not you know just like we and we got to keep an eye on Jared, right? Um, and it's just like, yeah, one thing after another, you, you understand why they're feeling this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like, um, Heisem is giving like substitute teacher vibes where he's not the real teacher. He doesn't have authority, but he thinks he does. And the, the kids in the class are like, we don't have to listen to this guy. Right. That's our, our <laughs> real teacher. They give Heisem all the wrong names. He's like, going to oh, be that's gone. Me, that's her. Yeah. He's like, hey, you all have to listen to me. I have, I am, I have the authority to be here. Everybody, anybody who doesn't mm-hmm. listen to me is going to be written up. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, Jag is a substitute teacher, or so mm-hmm. he says. So yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, I know. I know that your teacher gave you work before they left, right? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And uh, then we had some great diary rooms from Felicia also, who mm. uh, really did not like how Heisem was speaking to the group. I love this clip. Listen, boo, we have voices too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love Miss Felicia. She's so good. She is really I, good. I love the clip of Miss Felicia and Siri just like sitting in the shade. Like they, they need their own podcast, like ladies sitting in the shade, throwing yeah. shade, something like that. That was such a, a priceless moment where they're like basically solidifying their relationship. Miss Felicia's like, final two, right? Boom. Siri's <laughs> like, yep, mm-hmm. right, sure. Yeah, we control I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this vote. We control take this you with my son for sure. Yeah. Felicia is so great. I love her ordering uh, groceries to the camera. It's like, that is exactly what I would do. And she wants all the different seasonings and she wants everything. And I like, she keeps that house so clean. It, the yeah, house, why I've can't they get that the for her, Melissa? Clean. They bought Jackson Mickey $5,000 worth of watermelon for I no know. reason. Get, get Felicia whatever she wants. Get her some butter. See, they wouldn't get her butter. Real butter. They kept getting fake butter. And then butter, Red kept like using it all. <laughs> and then she wanted different seasonings, like seasoning salt and things like that. Everything she's ordering makes sense to me. Get the woman some accent. Snacking, get her accent. Mm-hmm. I had to look up what accent was. I was like, I do not know what that is. So now I want to use all that stuff. Yeah. She's great. Um, so... And then Heisem was like, hey, look, I got to start to make some inroads with some other people. I know I told everybody else, don't make uh, any alliances, but I got to get out there. And we see Heisem talk to America. He wants to make some inroads. America tells Corey. And then Corey goes back and tells uh, uh, Suri and Izzy about Heisem. And uh, this was this was really, really fun. Yeah, this was this was very good. It wasn't everything that that happened to make all this stuff happen, but it was a very again very good uh, condensed version of it because America and Corey have been the most active people during this like flippy floppiness going on, um, and a lot of the most damning information did come from America to Corey to then Suri and Izzy. They both used it to their advantage as much as possible. America has gotten a lot closer to Corey. Corey has gotten a lot closer to Izzy and Suri. He's now vouched for America, who has been able to get a little closer to both Izzy and Suri. Uh, she was able to blame a lot of stuff on Heisim. Um, and a lot of the like the the endurance stuff 
and the, you know, the notion that he doesn't want to be on that side, that he's stuck on the professor's side is really eating at uh, somebody, especially like, like Izzy, who's like, oh, how dare you? Um, I love, I love and, how hype Izzy got. I, I need, yeah. I need Izzy with me wherever I go to justify any decisions I make to, to, to help me out at any jam. Izzy is, can ride with me any day. Yeah. Um, this was a, a fun moment at Corey in the diary room uh, that he went after Heisem a bit tonight. And Heisem had to go and make an ass out of himself in front of everybody. <laughs> wow. Instead of Not just wrong. me. Yeah. <laughs> because they haven't shown those conversations. Heisem's going to be real mad when he sees that in two weeks when he's sitting at home. <laughs> he's going to be pissed. Um, all right. Anything else from this episode tonight that we didn't cover? Uh, shout out to Jared for for shouting out Bryson Wynn and his uh, in his in his uh, confession voting shout out. Oh, I didn't even catch that. I think I just like yeah. that Jared went twelfth, and I think I was just completely tuned out by the time we got to <laughs> that late in. So yeah, go, good on that. I, yeah, that's a good shout out. Uh, you know, minus points for Miss Felicia for not shouting out Denzel. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yes, that's a demerit. Yeah, her brother. <laughs> Come on. There was, I do, I think they did, again, a good job of showing. And and they also, like, again, they stopped before the the actual flip stuff happened. So it was like they did a good job of showcasing, like, the first half of the good stuff of this week. And then they cut it short. But one thing that I really felt like they missed was when Suri and Izzy tell Mimi about the flip. Um, We... We saw on the feeds that Mimi goes into the pantry and paces in a circle and rants for like a solid 20 minutes, but like a very entertaining rant to herself. At one point she's standing at the counter like, and the math just ain't mathin. Um, and it was so good. And they were like, everybody loved Mimi's rants. Let's just get her to repeat the words in the diary room for us instead of showing the actual thing. So in the diary room, she's like, I don't know what they're doing, but the math just ain't mathin'. But I guess I'll just go along with it if that's what they want. And it's like, how is this the version we're getting on on our on on our episode? Like, just give give us the fifteen seconds of her ranting in the in the pantry with the math ain't mathin' line, and you it's the same exact effect. I don't understand why we needed to get the weird diary room version of it. That was such a miss to me. It's yeah. like a Taryn. Big Brother does not totally. want to entertain you anymore. Okay. <laughs> No, I agree. They should absolutely have included that. And I think like things like cam talks or like, you know, those real moments that you get when the person's alone, like that's crucial. That's what we want to see. That really gets us into their heads versus the diary rooms, unless they're actually coming up with it for the first time in the diary rooms, but just having them repeat stuff that they already said, like it's never going to be as good. And it's not like they don't do it. I think we got some Kirsten cam talk, uh, in week one, I think before she played in the veto. Uh, so uh, I don't know why they, (laughs) so many editorial questions, uh, that we can ask. So uh, we did get at the very end of the episode in the closing seconds uh, that we got a little a little snippet of what the HOH competition is going to be. Melissa, are you excited for the snot nose HOH? Uh, no. I don't know. I didn't see. I didn't see a, a clip of that. I was wait. I was. Like, All right. Well, let me spoil it for you a little bit. Cookers. There's a bunch of noses, and then looks like that. There's going to be a lot of green goo coming out of the noses. 
No, I don't like that. It Get looked it. It, <laughs> it looked to me like uh, like one of those crapshoot comps where you hit a ball down a thing and there's a bunch of different scoring number mm. tubes at the end. Yeah. And you have to get the highest number. Uh, I guess it's, I it's like the fact shooting. that it's a crapshoot, but yeah. I don't like yeah. the fact that it involves snot. All yeah. the 10-year-olds watching the show are going to be just delighted. Yes. Okay. Here, it's Sarah Cupcake says, uh, yeah, there was a snot nose on Double Dare and it was fun. You had to stick your hand up the <laughs> nose. The flag. Yeah, and find yeah. the flag. Hmm. There you go. We'll see. I remember uh, that actually. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Here, yeah. Here, Sam has uh, the... Here's a little preview of what snot nose uh, oh, looks like. Yeah, you can't quite see it at the bottom there, but the it's like, so those are the obstacles that the ball is going to, or whatever it's going to be, is going to travel down. And then it's got those That's slots it. where it's like, there's going to be like a it's zero. It's a <laughs> snot yeah. nose. Maybe it'll be a green ball. <laughs> yes. Tony, Tony will squint when it hits. You've done it again. Another excellent directed episode of Big Brother. <laughs> Bravo. Nailed it. <laughs> Make sure they show my name over the preview of Snot Nose. That way they that's know my it was That's me. my baby right there. <laughs> yes. Big Brother is sweeping the Emmys this year, not just in the multiverse of madness. And the Nickelodeon Choice Awards. I can't believe they have the audacity or the audacity to talk about their lack of Emmy noms when these are their competitions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, come on. I look for Big Brother every year for the, honestly, I do for the Emmy nominations. I'm always like, this year, this year it'll be it. Mm hmm. Okay. And it's never it. All right. Uh, let's see. Do we have some questions from uh, the audience? Uh, I guess uh, let's uh, uh, chat. Go ahead and send in your questions. Let's take one from Candice, uh, who says, uh, is Heisen's game recoverable after this week? If so, what can he do to become less of a target? Probably nothing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, don't think he I, knows I, how to recover his game. I, I, I don't think he has the awareness to really recover yeah. well from what from from this week. I think he needs to get lucky with the HOH competition and like just get a week where he's able to just exist, not in power, not having to win comps, and like let everyone get used to him being completely without any allies. Uh, and and start to look at him as again maybe like an asset of like hey maybe I can use mm -hmm. Heisen maybe he's not that much of a threat considering there's still groups of people and he's alone um, but it's not looking great I'll tell you that yeah. yeah I mean is there a strategy here of using him as a shield which I, I think is kind of what you're what you're implying in a way to kind of for the professors to use him as kind of like their muscle while also using him as like they want to get him before they get us. Yeah, and I mean, that's, I think, what might happen for another week. It's certainly what Mimi would have liked to have happened. Uh, and, and you know, that's what they were going to do before he did all this stuff in that meeting and all that. Um, but they don't want him in jury. And, uh, and you know, being a shield means that he is, you know, the first to go <laughs> if, if, if the comp goes the wrong way. Mm -hmm. So it's still not like the best spot in the world. Okay. Uh, we were talking about the pressure cooker at the top of the show and golden, you are pure, pure gold. Golden um, <laughs> wants to know, will we see any BB six cameos during the pressure cooker? So Taryn, you, uh, you mentioned Kaser at the top of the show. Do you think Kaser comes back to host the pressure cooker or it's too painful for him? Well, uh, Kaser tweeted 
he, he quote tweeted that, uh, with somebody saying the pressure cooker is coming back. And he said, is this really happening? And then uh, Sharon Tharp said, please tell me you and Janelle are hosting. And then Kaser said, uh, be right back. Let me ask and see what they say. Okay. Okay, so at this point, no then. Fingers crossed. (laughs) I Mm -hmm. thought for sure they'd have him host. I'm shocked that he's like just finding out about the pressure cooker thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's no better host to the pressure cooker to make things more dramatic than Kaser, who, if he was able to just stand there for 12 hours, uh, whenever when somebody's trying to make a deal at the end, being like, think about this deal. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe it'll just be hosted by the Nether Gorgon. <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. Kaser dressed as the Nether Gorgon. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, you take off the mask. Surprise. Yeah, let's see who you really are, Nether Gorgon. Kaserita. <laughs> like, yeah, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling professors. <laughs> okay. Um, oh my God. Puya wants to know: uh, Can we talk about the sound effects they used for each person's job uh, when Cameron and Jared were describing the house guests? Yeah, uh, Cameron, I mean, this was kind of like a a shout out to casting, I guess. Uh, But Cameron says, this is the most interesting cast in the history of the show. We've got all sorts of interesting people like a DJ and Instagram people. People that have social media. Mm -hmm. Man, they nailed it. Yeah. Um, Like, I'm sure. Don't forget the space cowboy. Yes. And the hillbilly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's not a winning endorsement for the uh, Emmys casting for your consideration (laughs) award. They almost had it. They were close. (laughs) They almost had it. Yes. Okay. Um, (laughs) They're like, Emmys voting is happening. We need to talk about our cast. All right. Meg wants to know, uh, who's most likely to target Sari? Is there anybody? Nobody. I would say most, I mean, the, yeah, the answer is nobody, but if you had to pick one, I would say Jag. Mm. Um, I think that Jag, you know, having been messed around a bit this week by Sari, if he catches on, if he realizes um, Jag is also uh, unlike, you know, Blue, where Jared might be able to sway Blue off of uh, Sari, I think Jag is less likely to be influenced by anybody uh, who would want to protect Suri. Um, and uh, so, you know, maybe Jag, but the the real answer is nobody right now is even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I just want someone to go, I think, I think I'm about targeting Suri this week. And they go, from Survivor? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we'll wait till next week to talk about pressure cooker outcomes and uh, who's going to win the pressure cooker. Okay. I think that that might be um, it. I I guess, uh, do we know anything? Um, Melissa, do you, that uh, what's going on with the tropical storm? Uh, Do we know what BB might do in the case of the tropical storm or hurricane hitting? Supposedly it's going to be heavy rainfall on Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Yeah. So shouldn't but I, I don't know yeah, okay. if it actually is going to do Well, Saturday anything. is typically the veto day, and often the veto is outside, and I think that that could have uh, wreaked some havoc, but it doesn't seem like uh, that that will uh, mess anything up for Sunday. There might yeah. still be some rain Saturday, uh, but not not like the full storm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, probably nothing major. Yeah. 
Okay, pretty wild uh, that I don't think that there's ever been like any sort of like heavy storm uh, that's happened during the Big Brother season. A lot of times it's like, is it going to rain once the entire uh, season of the <laughs> show? So uh, this is definitely uncharted waters for Big Brother. All right. Yeah, it says Sunday and Monday. All right. Um, anything else from tonight's episode before I tell you uh, what's coming up? Uh, who do we hope wins the HOH? Who, who, what will be the most? Me- will be the messiest person to win HOH? Izzy. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah Izzy def- would be messy. Izzy talks so much crap about Heisen being an HOH itis. I cannot wait to see if Izzy ever gets HOH. It'll be even worse than Heisen. Yeah, my Honestly, favorite part about Izzy complaining about Heisen dictating things and not hearing anybody out was when Felicia walked in and Izzy sat her down and said, "Here's what we're doing." We're targeting uh, Heisem now. We're going to put him on the block the second he gets the veto. That's what we're doing. Uh, and Felicia was right. like, okay. I feel like I don't want uh, one of Riley's side of the house to win because I feel like then everyone's going to be like, well, the, the easy thing to do is get Heisem out and they'll just use them to do their dirty work. It'd be much more interesting mm-hmm. to see Heisem's side of the house win and see if they do end up targeting yeah. Heisem or if they end up backing down from that because they don't want to get blood on their hands. What about a Jared HOH? I feel like that uh, he could get really caught up, I feel like. And I think it would be very fun to watch Suri yeah. have to try to like navigate Jared's HOH. I think Jared would would go after Heisem, um, and and it would be easy for him because he could continue to play like he's with That's Jag true. and Blue, mm, yeah. Uh, while be also abusing what the yeah. then it should be Izzy, honestly, because yeah. Izzy kept but, saying, "I want Heisem gone." Will she actually do it? Uh, but there there are there are some uh, important things to consider. I do think Jared might end up being interesting because he's been particularly annoyed at Jag lately. Um, and might might decide I'm going to stop playing both sides because I want Jag out of the way. Uh, and even if he did do the simple thing, um, the HOH itis is going to bite. Uh, it's going to bite. So you know, it's, I I do think a Jared HOH would be would be messy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's uh, then uh, talk a little bit about uh, what's coming up, and of course uh, we'll have. Live feed update in the morning. But after that, Taryn and I are going to be back together for the Q&A when we'll be talking about what's going on with everything. And our patrons will get the chance to call in. Of course, patrons can leave us a voicemail as well. And that's going to be, uh, I think, 2 p.m. Eastern is when we've been doing that show. So join Taryn and I, if you're a patron of Robinson Podcast, live after the live feed update, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, And then, of course, everything else we have going on in our patron feed. It was a uh, great week of the patron shows. Check out all of our additional content at robswebsite.com slash patron. Then, uh, of course, make sure you subscribe to everything uh, we have going on by going to robinswebsite.com slash subscribe. Links to our Big Brother podcast feeds and everything that we're doing over on RHAP is all in one place at robinswebsite.com slash subscribe. Uh, then, of course, Claim to Fame has been really, really fun all summer long. You could check out Scallion with Jenny Autumn and I as we broke down the eighth night of Claim to Fame over on RHAP. 
then uh, it was the challenge uh, kicked off uh, right now, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, while we were on challenge episode three uh, was on. Brian and Allie should be back with another podcast recap of everything that's going on on this season of the challenge. Also, I have been covering a little show called Hard Knocks uh, about training camp with uh, my beloved New York Jets. Me and Uncle Kiwi, Akiva Winokur, uh, have been talking about that. You could listen to that in uh, the uh, RHAP feed or on Robin Akiva Need a Podcast. And then Puya has been covering the Traders New Zealand. Uh, check out his coverage with Shannon Gus, uh, where that they have been breaking everything down. Patrons can get access to the Traders and all international versions of your favorite reality shows uh, with our links at robinsonwebsite.com slash patron. Then Taryn's going to be back for a Puya Friday coming up in the morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Uh 8 a.m. Pacific. There you go. All right. Melissa, what's coming up for you this weekend? Uh, just Big Brother. Just watching Big Brother and all that. So, yeah, you can find me on social media at It's Melissa with three A's. Mm-hmm. And that's that. All right. Uh, Jason, what about for you? Um, yeah, I've got a couple things going on over on Posture Recaps. I'm covering a couple shows, doing a special ops lioness with Sasha Joseph, also doing winning time with Grace Leader. Also over here on the RHAB side of things on the A Perfect Match podcast, we actually had uh, recently were honored to have two postseason interviews with two of the cast members uh, from this past season. Uh, so that's what I'm up to. You can find me on Twitter at J-A-Y-R-1085. Okay. Uh, Jason, great to have you here with us tonight. Uh, and then Taryn, uh, such a big week for you, uh, had some uh, media appearances as well. In addition to all of your reporting on the live feeds. Yeah, I did a couple of interviews, uh, one with the, the vulture podcast into it with Sam Sanders that Taylor was also a part of. Um, I also did one with, um, uh, prime timer, uh, that's mm-hmm. uh, about the live feeds, which is very fun. I tweeted that out recently. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can of course just uh, find me over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong, uh, watching these episodes, hanging out, watching feeds occasionally. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm tweeting all the things out as well. If you want to find me over there, I'm also posting some stuff on Instagram, posted some more climbing today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can check that out over there as well. Yeah. And of course, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel to get any breaking news updates if things are going down in this big brother world. Thank you so much for joining us here live after the episode. Uh, we'll be back with a uh, busy weekend of big brother. And on Sunday night, we'll be back after the Sunday night episode to talk about the HOH and the nominations with you live after the episode. Hopefully, not delayed by golf again. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care. Have a good one. Bye. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.